All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. We continue on a busy Thursday afternoon. Man, it feels good to be talking sports again on Sports 1440. It's the Jason Greger Show presented by PlayAlberta.ca. Get in the game. They got a lot of boost bets now. You can check it out. It's a new feature that they have on the website. It's kind of unique, so uh, check it out, especially, uh, you know, they got some real cool ones for football. They're going to have some awesome ones that they're unveiling uh, for the start of the NHL season. So uh, if you like those small little wagers, like 10 bucker here or there, and, and have some fun with it, you can check it out, playalberta.ca. Sports1440 is where you can uh, listen to us. Of course, you can watch us online, Orders Nation YouTube channel. It's very popular. It's been great. So we like it. Now. Terry Ryan is going to be uh, joining us uh, momentarily, and he is going to be our uh, regular Thursday co-host, as well as on uh, Mondays. I'm uh, very excited for this. Uh, Absolute uh, beauty of a guy. Uh, Anybody who was in in town for uh, Kevin Lowe's roast saw. uh, Terry is, man, he's high energy. He is, uh, he's loads of fun. And you know what? Uh, He's He's become pretty successful. He's really uh, carved out a, a good acting career for himself. Of course, uh, one of the main characters on uh, on Shorzy. So uh, you know, we'll be talking a little Shorzy throughout the season, which is which is outstanding. Um, you know, kind of how did he get involved in that? Uh, plays Hitch, uh, Ted Hitchcock, uh, the full character name, but obviously they go by the nickname Hitch. So that should be uh, that should be a lot of fun with uh, Tr. Obviously, he has his own podcast, Tales with Tr. So uh, we'll be telling a few of those, or he'll be telling a few of those, I should say, uh, on the show, which is, uh, which is fantastic. And the legend himself joins us now, Mr. Terry Ryan. TR, how are you, buddy? Oh, I, see, I can see him. He's got his hat on. Oh, he's looking sharp. He knows we're on camera. He's looking sharp. He's, he's combing his hair. Um, he's going to try to get his, uh, his microphone, uh, going. So, uh, we'll reconnect with him in m- momentarily. So we might uh, just get him on the phone for the first segment, Connor. We'll, uh, we'll figure that out. So it's uh, all good. I could see him. So, Hey, you know, that's what, uh, that's what happens, uh, with a little bit of, uh, technical, uh, difficulties. So either way, he looks good though. He'll probably sound even better. So he looks good, which is nice, but, uh, we're getting him on, uh, right away. Hey guys, I have to say, I'm loving the lineup you've had. I've been really impressed. I didn't know much about David Schlemko. He was outstanding. Same with Laddie Schmidt. I can't wait for uh, Terry Ryan, Sean Brown, and more. Awesome to introduce us to players I didn't know much about. Thanks so much. That one comes from uh, The Diesel. 
All right, the diesel. Well, you know, hey, I'll be honest. I thought Dave Schlemko, you know, a great first appearance. Laddie Schmidt, I've known Laddie for, for quite some time. He's a, he's a funny dude. He's very, very intense. I enjoyed listening to him. He goes, God, I'm so competitive about everything, right? He doesn't play fantasy football because he would just get too involved and he says it would be awful for him. And he is like ultra competitive. I, I ran into him one night at Kraft just on the rooftop. You know how Kraft has that rooftop? And, you know, there's a ping pong table up there and then we're playing some darts or whatever. And, you know, and, uh, and I, I was there with a group of my friends and, and he was over there. And we, you know, we chatted for a bit and our buddies are playing ping pong. And he's like, oh, yeah, I'll, I'll play with you. And one of my buddies is really good while well, we win. Well, Schmieder is just beside himself. And I was dying. I'm just like, dude, it's a Saturday night here on the rooftop in the summertime. We don't have to get worried. He goes, oh, I hate to lose. I hate to lose. So that's uh, awesome. But uh, TR will uh, join us and we'll, uh, we'll get the... Uh, the, the visual stuff uh, sorted out in a sec. TR, how you doing, man? Not bad. How are you? Thanks for having me. Hey, I'm good. So basically, it's computer one, Terry nothing right now. Is that what I'm understanding today? I suppose. Yeah, I can't hear you. I can see you. You're a beautiful mug. I just can't hear anything. Oh, yeah. Well, that's a... Did, did you put in... A, did, you, did you mute it? Maybe your mute button's on. I did. I... <laughs> you know, I use this a lot. I had it going today. I did my own pod. I guessed it on one and... I don't usually run into this problem, so well, I'm not sure. You know what the great part of technology is? Your link is up, so we're talking while you're on the phone and people can see you. This is amazing. This is the great part of technology in uh, in 2023. So uh, it's outstanding. So we're happy to have you on the show, Tara. I want to uh, quickly, because we've got lots of texts already flying in. People are wanting, when is uh, the next filming for Shorzy? What's happening? Well, we've shot season two, and that'll be out on September 27th here in Canada and uh, on Crave, and it'll be out October 29th in the United States on Hulu. And then, you know, a little bit later, we're hoping to shoot season three. I mean, everything seems positive right now, but I'm not in the position to make any formal uh, claim. Okay. So now, can you give us a teaser about season two? What, what, does Hitch fall in love? What happens in season two? <laughs> Hitch always falls in love. Um, yeah, I can say that, uh, you know, all I can really say is that if you if you liked season one, I think you'd like season two. From a perspective of filming, it was a lot different because I'm a Letterkenny fan, so the first season I was kind of trying to do Letterkenny. I didn't, I didn't know what the vision was for the show until I saw it. Okay. I mean, we're in the scenes, but we weren't in all of them. You know, like, so the post-production really made a difference. And now doing season two... We kind of knew what was coming, and then we become buddies like a hockey team. You know, we're all most of us are hockey players, and even those that weren't, you know, it's, it's a family, and we stay close to each other. It's a little bit different, unlike any other film set I've been on. So, I mean, the tone was slightly different. I think you will see it. We're probably a little bit more comfortable with each other. Um, I'm not away. I'm not at liberty to give away many plot points, but uh, you know, the Bulldogs make it interesting, and maybe, maybe, maybe there is someone a lady that catches hits oh, his eye maybe there is oh all right okay <laughs> i like that now you know tara i got to know you a few years ago actually we had a conversation it was in the pro-am alzheimer i still remember we're sitting on the bus and you know obviously i knew who you were but you know we, we had a really long chat that night and i remember telling you it was because you were just kind of starting to get into you know thinking about wanting to do more media stuff at that point and so we, we had talked about some avenues and stuff and you know you'd mentioned the acting and you've really kind of taken all of that, you know, you're a pretty major character in a really successful show. Kind of, t- and, and now you're part of the union, right? Like, so now you're legit. Yeah. Like, you're real now. This isn't just a fake thing for you. Uh, did you always want to be an actor? Like, how did you realize how you could improve and get into that part of it? Interesting question. Um, I always wanted to be involved in the arts. I think hockey, not only was it time, though. When I say I play, I chose hockey. It wasn't just time. It was a little embarrassing. I, honestly, growing up in Mount Pearl... At that time, not that Mount Pearl was any different than a lot of places, but if I told my buddies on the hockey team that I wanted to go act in a Shakespeare play, I think, you know, anything would have happened from what the hell to a punch in the face. You know, so I never really, you know, and I used to write poems and it's the same thing. What am I going to read my defenseman of poetry, (laughs) you know, poetry. So it's self-created nonetheless. So. I was always involved, like I was in creative writing. One day a week, actually, um, JG, once a week, I used to go to a special school. I used to take these standardized tests, and if you excelled in any of them, um, like top one or two percent, you got you got the option to go to a school. Okay. Uh, you know, 
it, for me, it wasn't math or anything. Like I, I had to take those courses in there, but it's not like I was brilliant. There was people in there that were numbers people that were actually brilliant science, math. Me, I was just a little bit creative, and I'm an only child, so I was always imagining things. My dad had played pro hockey, which seemed unheard of here. Even even as I was coming up, it just no one was doing it. Uh, Newfoundland had a bit of a defeatist attitude, so I really... And, and, you know, just the globalization of the Internet and everything helped that. And, you know, now I think it's a little bit different. But just from being a hockey player to being a student to being an, a writer, I, I just thought none of it was possible. So I had these big dreams, you know, and uh, here we go. Um, and uh, one second, am I you hearing feedback? Yeah, yeah, I can I'm hear you. My computer. Both now okay. you figured it out. Is your computer working now? I'm not sure. Uh, what, uh, what happened? Oh, now I, now I. Yeah, take your phone down. Just talk to the mic. I think we can hear you. Can you hear me now? We can, buddy. We're working. You. No, but it I out. know, but I can't no, I hear, can you. hear you. Oh, okay. Well, that's unfortunate. I can only I can hear you. Hear you through, so either, either I do either this, I do this or yeah, I I keep talking yeah. into the phone. Yeah, keep it on the phone. We'll figure out the sound during the next commercial. Yeah, we'll break. figure it out at the break. I'm sure I will. This, you know, once in a blue moon it happens. Um, so, so that was it. And then, of course, when I went to Quinnell to play junior as a 14-year-old. Which is crazy. I'm not going to be, yeah. You know, that was, you know, Milltown, real tough. And, you know, I remember more than anything that year, just the creative stuff was on a back burner. And I was like, okay, um, how am I going to deal with this? I ended up with 222 minutes as a 14-year-old. I'll never forget that. And not that it was all about blood, guts, and violence or anything. It was just, it was a tougher place. There wasn't much in creative arts. And Quinnell loved the people. Um, but... For me, whereas in St. John's, you wouldn't think, but it really is overrepresented. The, the cast of this hour is 22 minutes are all from here. There's, you know, Great Big Seed, Irish Descendants. There, there's all kinds, and even in films, uh, Republic of Doyle, uh, you got Codco, and, uh, which led to Kids in the Hall back in the day. So Atlantic Canada, St. John's, there was always that. A lot of my friends now are, are into the arts. You know, okay. Alan Doyle, Alan Hawke, I can go down the list. So for me... I guess it's something I always wanted to do. I didn't really, while I was playing hockey, especially after when I got hurt and I realized I wasn't going to get back to the NHL, I I used to journal, right? So okay. not a diary, not every single day. If something interesting happened, I remember like my first game in Seattle. or Why? Just it was packed and the music was loud and it was Brendan Witt. And I just remember things that stood out to me, writing them down. I might come back to this someday. And then as to when I found out, uh, you know what, I'm not getting back up, I took advantage of it. And I used to take like time each week, specific time to finish my writings, which okay. would be end up being a couple books, you know. And, and to be honest with you, I know it's a long way around your question, but um, when the book came out in 2015, I was working on a film set. Now, my buddy Alan Hawko was the lead actor and, and writer for Republic of Doyle, it was a hit Canadian TV show for five or six years. And, you know, I just didn't have a job and I, I needed to support people. So I started working on set from there. I talked my way into some stunts <laughs> and then, you know, yeah, Jay, we were lucky enough to have Jason Momoa here, the same group yes. that the show Frontier. Yeah. Right. So I just happened to talk to Momoa, who had read my book. I taught him to play hockey. He, he played roller hockey, he never skated before. So every Sunday I'd take him up on the ice. You and um, Jason Momoa. Yeah, well, the, the very first scene in Frontier, yeah, the very first scene, it's on Netflix, is me begging for my life. That was my first real role that I had to say anything. But Moa helped me out get it. Yeah, but oh. like I was teaching him to play hockey. Then he took me to Europe for three months. He put me in a movie called Braven, and yeah. all the entire third season of, of uh, Frontier was shot in, in castles in northern England and Scotland. And he just, he had me in there. He said, you can be my personal assistant uh, for three months. And... uh you know, I'll put you into some stunts and help you on your way. And he did. Well, that's great. Uh, Terry Ryan joins us. Uh, we are live sports, 1440 also on the Oilers nation YouTube page. You can check it out. Uh, we're going to take a quick break. We're going to come back. We do have to talk about the championship, the gold medal for TR and team uh, at the, uh, at the, at the world uh, ball hockey championship. So don't worry TR. I haven't, I haven't forgot about it. We've got some big guests. One of your good friends, uh, RA is coming up and more. So that's returning on the Gregor show presented by play Alberta.ca. We are back live, Sports 1440. I'm Jason Greger. We have uh, Terry Ryan along with us as well. And uh, I'm not sure if we uh, fixed out. Uh, we could hear him fine. We'll see if we can We can see him. TR, can you uh, hear us? Can you see us now? We'll uh, 
we'll uh, we'll see what happens if he can uh, hear or see us or not. But uh, either way, if not, uh, worst case scenario, we'll just put him back on the phone and uh, and we'll go from there. Uh, we are going to have uh, Henry Burris also uh, joining us. Uh, lots to talk about. In, uh, he might even have an announcement coming up. Of course, he was with uh, Jacksonville, a longtime CFL uh, quarterback, uh, you know, Hall of Famer. And uh, we'll uh, we'll get him involved as well in the show. Lots of texts flying in. You can text us at 833-401-1440. Guys, I'll be honest. I didn't know Terry Ryan was the same guy that was on Shorzy. That's amazing. And the fact he's a co-host talking sports, former NHLer, this is great. Station just keeps getting better. That one comes in from uh, Doug. Well, thanks, Doug. Yeah, TR. He is, he's, he's a man of many talents, shall we say. A man of, uh, of many talents, so... We'll, uh, we'll connect with him again uh, momentarily. Uh, also coming up a little bit later on in the program today, uh, Haley Salvian from The Athletic will join us. Uh, huge news for the uh, now, and I think it's, well, there's huge news on multiple fronts here. But the fact that there's only one women's professional league, which is how it should be, it's great. And you know what? Uh, the six teams of all, you know, they're announcing their, their top three free agent signings. So we'll talk to Haley about that. And, you know, some big names in, in the women's hockey world have signed. And it looks pretty balanced, right? That's what I like. It looks pretty balanced, right? Uh, you know, they're going to get paid decent to, to play, right? Like, I know some people say, well, comparatively. Well, but we can look at any sport, right? Look at NLL players. Look at CFL players. Look at NHL players. Look at NFL players. Not everybody gets paid the same. Right. So, you know, it comes down to the simple numbers in business. And I, I think, though, this league now, it's great that, the you know, the women can play and, uh, and they, you, know, you know, they get enough where, uh, you know, you, you can you don't have to work other jobs. Right. And, uh, you know, I'm looking forward to this. I think it's, it's going to be great to have one league overall for the, uh, the PWHL. And uh, to me, that will be um, that will be great uh, to see what happens. Um, with the league. So uh, we'll just get Terry over the phone. If we uh, get that all connected, that'll be the easiest way to do it. So Hey, Gregs, were you down at the skate today? Anything you can tell us? Ha, comes in from uh, Farrell. Well, Farrell, I'll say this. Um, yes, the orders. Now, they had a skate today that's open to the media. Of course, they're having their captain skates. I'm going to tell you right now, I don't put much stock into, hey, who looked good, who didn't. It's, it's almost impossible to say with any sort of accuracy, so I don't want to. There, there were a few things, though, that I did notice, okay? Uh, number one, Raphael Lavoie wasn't on the ice today. He's actually in Washington. Uh, the NHL always, always has an orientation for, uh, for rookies, right, to, uh, that they can go through these um, kind of figuring out what you need to do to, uh, um, if you're going to make the team kind of just what happens if you're a regular NHL player, they do this all the time for, for rookies like a Connor Bedard, but also guys like a Raphael Lavoie, who's never really been someone that you consider a chance to make the team. Well, now he does. So, uh, so they send him in for that and um, you know, and it works out pretty well. I've talked to players before. They just, they just learn a lot about what to expect, makes you a little bit more comfortable. So that's why he wasn't on the ice uh, today. He'll be back with the group uh, in the future. Uh, Kane and nurse also uh, not on the ice. Uh, today doesn't mean anything. Not everybody's going to skate every day in the uh, captain skates. I, I will say this, Connor Brown for order fans. He's eerily similar in his relentless style of play to Zach Hyman. Now I'm not saying he's going to score as many goals as, Ma- as Zach Hyman, right? He's not going to be on the first unit power play. So probably going to be hard to score as many goals as Hyman, but I'm just, when you watch his style of play and I look at Brown and uh, I, I wonder and say, hey, if you're, the, if you're Jay Woodcroft, do you want Brown on, uh, on one line and Hyman on the other just because of their styles of play? We'll see. Uh, TR is back with us. Uh, Terry, so I want to ask you this. As a guy who's played, right, and, and when you look at, um, at Hyman and Brown, similar styles, and you got McDavid and Drysaddle, you got Kane, and you got Nugent Hopkins – if you're coaching, would you just put Brown and Hyman on separate lines because it's good to have kind of that relentless workhorse on each line? I think that's my natural instinct. That would I, that's what I would do at first. But the Oilers are so um, they're intriguing. They're an intriguing team. I, I, if I'm if I'm not mistaken, most spots are taken. Right? I mean, Gagne's there. Yeah. 
Um, Sutter's there. With, uh, I mean, how many spots are out there? One or two? One, really. I think You're, like one, one, one 12 yeah. forward spot. That's it. And is it assumed Peterson is on the team? Uh, no, not at all. No, he he's battling okay, with I, Sutter and Gagne. But he's signed on a one-way, right? Yes. Mm. League minimum. Though okay, they, well, so they could send guys to the minors. doesn't count against cap. But I find it right, right. I, I find them intriguing right down to, you know, you got the best two players, if you want to say that, McDavid and Dreisaitl, obviously. And, you know, sometimes they play together and sometimes they don't. And some of the obvious combinations that I would think work over the years haven't. So at first I would think two right-hand shot, similar players, um, I would probably put on different lines. And Hyman, I think, has earned a spot a little bit higher right now. I know Brown played with McDavid and well, played with a few players in the past. I respect his talent, but I would think he's coming in uh, you know, on the outside looking in when it comes to the first line, second line. All right, okay. Now let's get to the uh, NFL report brought to you by Legacy Heating and Cooling. Home of the no payments, no interest for one year on your furnace or your AC unit. Check it out at LegacyHeating.ca. We're very excited to have a great cup champion. Also, of course, has been in the NFL, was with Jacksonville, now is a a free agent. Uh, Henry Burris joins us right now. Henry, how are you, my man? Jace, what's going on, big man? How are you? I'm good. This is, of course, uh, Terry Ryan, former NHLer. He's our co-host. And I don't know if you've ever seen the TV show Shorzy's, big star in Shorzy. So uh, you might have to check it yeah, out. Yeah, Terry, how are you? Yeah, great, great to meet, to meet you. you. I never thought this moment would come, here. here it is. Yeah, so there you go. I like it. <laughs> now, um, Henry, let, let, first of all, let's kind of give us an update on, on where you're at and, uh, and, and what's kind of ahead for you. Well, actually, I've been talking with a number of uh, not only NFL teams, but also uh, collegiate. Uh, I've talked with some XFL teams and and USFL teams about, you know, coaching opportunities. Uh, The thing for me this year that's been different than in the past is, uh, of course, you know, being in Jacksonville, working with Trevor as an assistant quarterback coach last year, uh, still doing the quality control uh, duties, and also with Chicago two years prior to that. Uh, This year, my oldest, Armand, is a senior in high school. He's in grade 12. And I've been helping him out with his college process right now, helping develop him, get him ready so he can put his best foot forward. And, and he's done just that. But I've had some offers come across the table, and uh, I'm getting to the point where probably here within the next couple of weeks you'll, you'll hear me making a decision as far as which direction I'm going to go. But, again, it's going to be one that I rest assured you, that's going to include me being, you know, having the opportunity to take that next step and actually, you know, coach my own quarterbacks and help develop some young men so therefore they might you know have a brighter future and, and be the best that they can be and i can you know be that resource for them to help make them uh you know better young signal callers there you were in jacksonville you saw trevor lawrence up close and personal for the for the last bit so i think you're the perfect guy to have on there's so much excitement right now a lot of people think this offense in jacksonville is going to take off you you've seen trevor lawrence up close and personal you played the position so you know how difficult it can be to play that position right both in the nfl and the cfl so what what do you see in trevor lawrence and like i don't want to say compare him to this guy because i think that's unfair but are are, yeah. are are you expecting a breakout season for him this year? Oh, 1,000%. I mean, when you look at Trevor, I mean, you think instantly he's a unicorn. I mean, you don't find, find guys with that stature physically that has not only the mental capability, but also the leadership abilities is what a guy like him has. Because trust me, guys, when you first see initially see Trevor, you see that those beautiful long blonde locks and you're thinking, man, this guy has Fabio written all over him. He could be walking down runways and wearing underwear and, and making millions of dollars. But the thing is, here's a guy like Trevor who's out there, you know, leading not only high school teams to national cha- to state championships, but also he led Clemson to a national championship. And each and every year they were competing, you know, with the likes of the Joe Burrows and the Jamar Chases uh, uh, and, and, and the Justin Jefferson's playing against them in the Sugar Bowls. So Trevor's a guy who's used to winning. He's been successful wherever he's been, and he's also been a constant leader. But, of course, coming off that first year being with Urban Meyer and company, you know, he, he was really distraught after that. I mean, he was really shell-shocked because Urban Meyer was a guy he really looked up to. But Doug Peterson last year empowered him, put the pieces around him to help make his job that much easier, bringing in Christian Kirk, Zay Jones. But now, man, man, they went out and got Calvin Ridley. You've got Evan Ingram. And, of course, you got Travis Etienne in the backfield. This guy is surrounded by nothing but talent. So right now his job is just to go out and distribute the ball and, and honestly just guide this 
this machine that they've put together. And right now, you know, to make the second round last season and unfortunately lose to the guy who nobody could beat in Patrick Mahomes, puts Jackson right in the front seat to ascend to take that next step, which they'll play, uh, I guess, what, next week? They'll play uh, uh, Kansas City down in Jacksonville. So you know that'll be a game that they'll be looking forward to trying to take that next step. And if you want to be the champ, you got to beat the champ. Henry, I have a question. Uh, I'm a football fan, but of the four major sports, it's the least I'm up close and personal with. Uh, We used to share um, rinks uh, in the minors, even in Orlando. The Magic played where we did, TD Waterhouse. Baseball fan, I played baseball. Uh, The Expos were in Montreal when I played there. But football, I'm a fan. I bet on it every weekend. But I haven't really been up close and personal. Now, I'm watching Quarterback on Netflix, and it's fascinating me. What fascinates me the most is the level of preparation. And I don't just mean when it comes to the playbook. I mean everything involved with being a quarterback, how much energy it takes mentally and physically. Is the preparation now that I'm looking, was it any different? It must have been a little bit different when you came in in the 90s or, yeah, yeah, basically, you know, what are the differences? Well, you know, to me, uh, of course, there's always evolution as far as in, in each and every position that you play. But to me, there's really no difference as far as in the responsibility, because now, you know, as as back in the day, you know, a lot of times quarterbacks had to help with the protection checks and all the responsibilities off the field of not only being the face you know, of the organization at different events, but also being the face and the spokesperson for the organization when it came to addressing the media and addressing the fan base, you know, that, that stuff has never really changed. You know, when it comes to the on field aspect, you know, to me, there's been some changes, but not really a lot because guys right now, I mean, just as Jacksonville last year drafted number one, Trayvon Walker, who ran a four, four forty and weighs 260 70 pounds. So the fact that you've got these big defensive ends, like the chase Youngs with Washington commanders and a number of defensive ends that are running, you know, wide receiver type 40 times. Yeah, there's much more of an onus on a quarterback to make quick reads, to be able to use his feet to get out of trouble. And that's the reason why you see guys like, you know, Trevor Lawrence, a number of guys, you know, Jalen Hurts, the, the Justin Fields, you know, a lot more of the mobile quarterbacks are having the success just as the days of the CFL, having a lot of mobile quarterbacks being able to extend plays and make plays with their feet. So when it comes to that that physical demand of, of you know, being able to last 20 games and to get your team into great playoff position and push for a Super Bowl, you know, those demands are definitely there, just like a CFL quarterback from back in the day during my time. But but really to me, yeah, as much as the game has evolved from a defensive standpoint with the stature of the athletes that you're going up against, to me, the demand and the responsibility of a quarterback is still there each and every day to hold yourself accountable. But at the end of the day, regardless if it's win, lose, or draw, you've got to stay monotone and really you know, not really think too highly of yourself to have a humble and, a, and and have lots of humility as far as in your approach to your teammates. Because as a quarterback, you're nothing without your team. And that's the reason why you see the guys having success are guys who always pass the credit on to the guys that are lining up around them. Henry Burris joins us on Sports 1440, also live on Orders Nation YouTube channel. And you know, that that position, everybody says quarterback might be the hardest position in pro sports, Henry, and, and it's hard to, to have much of a, an argument uh, over that for sure. Oh, but, I'm not hearing Jason. Yeah. Um, when you look at how things are going at the position right now in the NFL, and there's there's always a shortage of elite quality quarterbacks. Is there a way to fix that in your eyes? Yeah, I'm not hearing anything right now. Oh, okay. Well, that's unfortunate. So uh, we can see and we can hear him, but uh, Henry can't. Uh, he can't hear us, Dex. So we'll try to figure that one out. Can, can you hear me, Henry? No, he can't hear. Oh. Can't hear either one of us. So try to uh, reconnect there. The the wonders of digital and uh, audio. Sometimes I uh, can't hear it. Henry, if you do hear us, you give us a thumbs up and then we'll know you're back in the conversation. If, uh, if that makes uh, any sense, of course, you can't hear me right now. So we'll, we'll try to figure that one out. But that was a good question, Terry, because, you know, the preparation as you watch those shows uh, and it's like drive to survive. I think it really opened it up. And I think more I think more sports should give you a behind the scenes look of what it takes to be an athlete. So do I. Can you hear us, Henry? No, um, I do too. I love it. And, uh, you know, I've always, I guess, taken for granted that part of hockey. Like th- there's things that fans just aren't privy to. You can, you can like a sport, you could follow it. You could have as many fantasies on the go as you want. I mean, 
sports. But, <laughs> you know, to really get in and see the inside, even some of these shows – you know, that follow a team around, it still doesn't really get as up close and personal. And I'm fascinated by it. I'm telling you this, that I watch golf a lot more, uh, football a lot more, and definitely car racing of all kinds because of that. Sometimes it just takes to, you know, to be informed, uh, be informed a little bit and become more interested, you know? Now, you say football, so I'm assuming you don't play fantasy football? No, I started to, and last year I bought the online. I, I only got into it a few years ago, and I'm really intrigued. Uh, I I started doing this podcast, and, and, I, and I was guesting on some, and, and often it would be like this. It wasn't always just hockey. There was a vague umbrella. Yeah. It was all the sports. And then I started watching Stephen A. and a few more, and, and I liked the personalities. And uh, so I started to get into it by default. I bought a few video games. I know that sounds silly, but in this this day and age, you really can find out a lot about a game. And when I when I learned enough that way, then then I was off and running. I still don't like I said of the sports, Greg's football. I mean, it's it's out there for you. It's like horse racing, though. There's so many stats that you can follow. But I like I like when I can identify. Now you got me. Right. Okay. And that quarterback show. OK, even though I'll never be a quarterback, even though it was totally. But I know what it's like to prepare and have to be OK. How am I going to get the puck? I'm a left winger. I got to get the puck out. I got to I got to concentrate. I got to watch this video. I got, you know, so there are elements. There's parallels that I'm, I'm watching and it intrigues me because I can kind of identify with. Now, I think we got Henry back. He's not in his head. I think he can hear us now. So uh, <laughs> so, so that is fantastic. Uh, Henry, thanks for uh, sticking with us. I do want to ask, um, is, is it just. Football is so massive, yet there's always a shortage of quarterbacks. You're taught, you know, you're, you've worked with young quarterbacks. Obviously, it's an extremely difficult position, but how come in 2023, you know, you can't find like 32 really good starting quarterbacks in the NFL and, you know, even, you know, nine equal starting quarterbacks in the CFL? What, why is it so difficult that we haven't been able to? Because this has been a problem for decades. It's, there's never been like great quarterbacks on every team. Well, I mean, you got to look at a number of different factors because, I mean, the game does, <laughs> as far as the difficulty to play the position, I mean, it's a tough position in all the sports because, I mean, there's so much pressure on you, play after play, the ball's in your hand each and every play, but also just the responsibility that comes with it, you know, as far as just the off-field demands, the on-field demands, you know, being a leader amongst your teammates, being a leader in the locker room, being able to facilitate things just to help, you know, whatever, you know, teammates situation that might arise. I mean, it's similar in hockey. I mean, especially like if you're, you're, you're the captain always, regardless if you're looked on as the captain, because again, can you imagine a rookie, you know, rookie quarterback who just won a national championship with Alabama, let's say, or Florida, all of a sudden being thrusted into a position like this upcoming year, Caleb Williams possibly could be the number one pick playing for the Arizona Cardinals, who we know possibly are in a tanking situation right now. How you, how would you feel as a young man, who is a son and a brother all of a sudden be thrusted into a situation where you're playing against husband where you're playing against husbands and fathers. I mean, it's a totally different dynamic that you're going up against and people are putting billions of dollars on the line all on your shoulders to make sure you can not only secure your future and have the best future that you can and trying to make the Hall of Fame and win some championships along the way, but also you've got the entire entire family's tradition and just their identity as far as their organization on your shoulders. So there's a lot of pressure, but to me also it comes back to development. I mean, who are the guys that are out there truly developing these guys? Are we developing quarterbacks in the correct fashion, preparing them for these moments? Again, you see a lot of quarterback gurus, quarterback trainings and things like that taking place to teach kids how to throw the ball, but are they teaching kids properly how to throw the ball under pressure? Are they teaching kids how to read defenses? Are they teaching kids how to operate in special situations? I don't see a lot of that. And I see a lot of consistencies when I'm watching social media. So to me, yeah, I think it's great that kids get an opportunity to throw the ball more. That's where you see more prolific quarterbacks performing at the college level. But again, you're going from playing against sons and boyfriends to playing against husbands and fathers. And, hey, when a, when a guy has something that they're playing for, especially that family at home, you're playing against a different dynamic of an athlete. And it's tough for a guy who hasn't been developed properly to succeed as far as in that moment. Henry, thanks so much for joining us and, and for sticking through it. And uh, we'll be following. We're going to be waiting to see what your announcement is on your next gig. And then uh, we hope that you land on your feet and you're a quarterback coach where you want to be. And uh, hopefully we can talk to you again very soon. Thanks so much. It's always great to see you. 
Hey guys, hey, thank you so much for having me. And uh, hey, tell Trey Trey Ford to keep lighting it up. Oh, geez, he's a pretty dynamic quarterback right now, isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, there you go, Henry Burris. Man, that guy had a cannon of an arm. He could chuck the ball. He could chuck the ball. Yeah. Tr, how far have you ever thrown a play? Like, how far do you think you throw a football? We don't have any football here in Newfoundland. It's about rugby ball hockey other things i would have played i played everything growing up being an only child i'm telling you right it was and it was it was largely a neighborhood like that just we all played all the sports but we didn't have i, I mean i played outfield and baseball i'm sure i could do an okay job but and i'm interested i just got into it late there was one guy from here john drover from cbs he moved to calgary in high school never played after high school never played football in his life and he ended up playing for the stampeders and the blue bombers Oh, wow. Yeah, you got to get you know, a lot of that so much is just about being uh, a good athlete. Jason Gregory, uh, Terry well, Ryan with you. Huge, yeah, yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. No, no, no. It's, it's probably a big dude as well. Like uh, uh, physical stature can help in certain positions in football. That's what's unique. Like body type in football is unlike maybe any other sport, right? Like you can you can be a small DB at a buck 90 or you can be a 300 pound offensive lineman. Like you, you don't see that range of size in the NHL. Some guys are taller and they're bigger. Like Char is obviously a freak, right? But for the most part it's guys are 185 to 205 right that, that's kind of the, the the middle the range for the majority of the players yeah talk about range okay now first of all it wasn't diminishing football no it was just a great story from john drover he was a great runner and a really built guy so so henry burris do you what if we'd gone longer what i wanted to ask him he won his championships in 97 or 98, then like the late 2000s. It was like 08 or 09. And then I believe he won with Ottawa in like 2017. Think about the people that you know that won three in each sport. It might be like Patrick Maroon or Wayne Gretzky or, or Kevin Lowe or, you know, like they're all kind of, there's a few that are in a row. Like he won with people that were born in the 50s. <laughs> and then he won with people that were born in the like mid 90s. Yeah, yeah. So. Well, you know, for, for an like, I don't even know. I know people play that long, but he raised the Grey Cup with people. You know, and I wonder if he still hangs out with the guys from his first you know, cup, are, and then the guy with his last cup. You're right; yeah. that would be a, a very different age group. I like that. Yeah. Well, next time we have him on, that'll be your first question. <laughs> I like it. Uh, Jason Gregor, Terry Ryan, with you on Sports 1440, also live on Orders Nation uh, YouTube. When we come back, huge news. In women's professional hockey, all the big signings. We'll talk about it uh, with Haley Salvian. And what does this mean? And is it just a free agent frenzy? What's kind of the plan after this? We'll find out next. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. 3.43. So we continue on. Thursday edition of the Jason Greger Show on Sports 1440. Streaming sports1440.ca. Of course, uh, you can watch us. Say hello. 
at the Orders Nation YouTube page. Lots of chatter on there. We like it. Uh, some people love watching the show, which is great. You can see uh, Terry Ryan, of course, is going to be our Thursday and uh, Monday co-host here on the show, which is uh, which is fantastic. Excited to have TR. He's going to tell us lots of great stories. Uh, how about that, that he taught Jason Momoa how to skate? And then uh, that led to him getting into uh, a film, which is uh, which is pretty awesome. T- now, t- you gave me the thumbs up. Are you telling me you c- we've got the problems fixed? I can hear you. If you can hear me, Buddy, we're good. We are good to go now. Everything is good. Okay. Li- life is good. I don't life know what happened. Good. I just left my computer on, but something happened. Oh, I, <laughs> well, you know what? The best one that most guys say, uh, turn it off and restart it. And usually that fixes the problem. It's such a... <laughs> it uh, often does. It often yeah. does. It's a classic. Uh, uh, there is big news uh, in the hockey world right now. This is huge news, in fact. And we've been following this story. We've talked about it for a long time. I, I think it was something that the women's league, they needed one league. And now they have the PWHL, and they're making big signings. And uh, to break it all down from the Athletic, uh, Haley Salvian is uh, going to join us now. I think we uh, we got Haley. Haley, how you doing? Hey, good guys. Thanks for having me. How's it going? Hey, excellent. Uh, you're kind of like the insider. You want you know one of the people who's really <laughs> focused in on this league. So uh, for those uh, people who maybe don't know, every uh, all six franchises had their big first three free agent signings. Now, mm-hmm. um, is it a free for all the rest of the way, or is this going to mm-hmm. be a draft? Like, cause like, I think it's great for the players to have unlimited free agency to start, but I wonder about, uh, you know, like, is it going to be good for the leagues? Cause some cities, some teams probably have, you know, bigger budgets, more opportunities. So what's the plan to kind of ensure that the league, you know, you can never guarantee that they're always going to be competitive, but at least try to give them a better chance to all be competitive. Mm -hmm. So one of the things that this league is doing different than other leagues, and and they have the ability to do this because they are paying players more like the original Canadian Women's Hockey League. I remember covering the first draft that I did there. I think it was in 2018. And you show up and it's like, oh, so the players just pick where they get drafted. Like that's how the CWHL draft went is like Sarah Nurse would go and and put in like, well, I want to live in Toronto. So I'm going to get drafted by Toronto. And then that's what would happen. Um, Whereas this league, they're kind of having like a true, draft with that kind of integrity that you would see in the NHL in the sense of, you know, if you get drafted to this team, then you will get signed to this team and that's where you go. You don't, uh, unless there is like a, you know, a, a circumstance that, you absolutely cannot leave this city and there's something called a compassionate circumstance waiver for players to apply for. Um, Like if there's something that is keeping you to Toronto or Montreal um, that the league will approve, like you get drafted and that's where you're going to go play. Um, There is this free agency that's going on right now. So it's a bit of a mix. So it's a 10 day free agency window where teams can go out and essentially sign their like first three franchise players. And they capped it at three for kind of that reason, Jason of like, making sure that because all, a lot of the best players in the world are from Minnesota, that Minnesota is not just stacked and that <laughs> New York ends up being kind of crummy or that Boston's not unbelievable. I mean, some of those teams are going to be better than others. It's just the nature of roster building as we see these GMs make their way through this process, but uh, they capped it at three and then there's going to be a draft. There's already a draft lottery. Um, so yeah, the free agency window ends on the 10th and every team except for New York has been announced. Um, So we're just waiting to see who the New York team signed. Um, And then there's going to be a 15-round draft. The lottery, uh, Minnesota got the first overall pick. So the draft order is Minnesota, Toronto, Boston, New York, Ottawa, Montreal. And then it'll snake through the rest of the the, uh, draft. And then there'll be like another kind of free agent-ish period, kind of like in the NHL, like once the draft is over um, or once the signing periods are over, like there'll be PTOs or or tryout contracts. Players can just go to a team. If they don't get drafted, they can say, all right, well, I'm going to go to Toronto training camp and try to get a spot. And uh, we've seen that, the, you know, there's obviously a max salary that you, you can have. And, and I'm assuming some of these uh, uh, ladies are going to get it, which is which is well deserved. You mentioned mm-hmm. New York has an announcer. So when you look at the players still available, do you have like a best guess on who you think they're going to announce? So I've actually reported that Abby Rock is going to be one of those initial signings. Uh, she's one of the American Olympians. She's an excellent player. Yeah. She's kind of like this great blend of of skill and, and grit. Like nobody likes to play against Abby Rock. Like they just hate it. She's annoying. She's always in your face. She's always talking. She's always in the net. Like she's a Matthew Kachuk type player. Uh, like people just don't like playing against her, but they love having her on their team. So Abby Rock's going to be one of those foundational pieces in New York. I think one of the players that's still 
on the board who I believe has signed in New York is Alex Carpenter. Um, the last time she played pro hockey, she was in Russia. And I think she scored something like 59 goals in 55 games or something like she's unbelievable. She can rip it. She's really quick. Uh, she's another American Olympian. So I think she's going to be another piece. And I heard that they signed their third player, um, but I'm not sure who it is. I think because they went two forwards, I think they're going to go for a defender or a goaltender in that slot. Uh, but I haven't been able to confirm who that player is. I think if they go D, like you could think of an American player like Savannah Harmon. Um, if you're thinking goalie, there's a ton of really good goalies on the market. Um, Nicole Hensley, Maddie Rooney, um, Nora Ratu. She's a Finnish goaltender. I think there's a bunch of different names that could be out there for New York in that third spot. Six great hockey cities Haley I'm wondering when you mention the draft what will the age be and what's the playoff format uh, so the draft is going to be really interesting because we're, we're going to see like college players getting drafted uh, but we're also going to see like 35 year olds getting drafted and that's kind of what makes this fun is they're going to be drafting 15 rounds right so we're going to see you know I think the number one overall pick is going to be Taylor Heisey she's 23 years old she won um National Player of the Year two years ago now with University of Minnesota. She won an MVP at World Championship. She's unbelievable. So you're going to see like a 23-year-old get drafted in the first round, but then you'll probably see a team come back with uh, like a Jocelyn LaRock, who's on the Canadian national team. She's like 35 years old. So I think that's going to make this draft really unique and fun. Um, the playoff format, we haven't really heard yet. I know there's going to be a playoffs. I think it might be a bit unique this year because the season's starting in January, a typical season like year two of the PWHL, it's going to start in November and playoffs will start in May. And there might be, you know, a longer playoff format. So right now, I'm not sure what they're going to do this year. Um, like, I don't know if it's going to be all teams make playoffs or top four make playoffs, if it's just going to be two rounds. That is uh, one of the items that we're still waiting for. There's still we've got the teams, we've got some players, uh, but we don't have like team names, logos, the schedule. So there's still lots of stuff we're still kind of waiting for. But these players make it exciting. Um, I'm curious. When I played even now, well, they got those bio steel camps now. It seems yeah. that there's places I used to go to Brainerd, Minnesota, and train uh, in a pro camp for July and then go to Sweden for parts of August, to be honest. So there's a lot of players that used to do that. I'm curious for the women. I had Tessa Banam on my podcast. I should have asked her this. Which, are there, is there places like Minnesota's hockey centric? Yeah. So a lot of girls are from there. Are there places that girls go to train together from different teams? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And Minnesota is a big one. Um, oh. There's a lot of players who are from Minnesota who are just still there. And then other players who just like moved to Minnesota because that's where everybody is. Like a lot of the American Olympians either live and train or like bought houses or from Minnesota. So that's a really that's a huge hotbed. Um, and they all just train together in the off season. And then a lot of times there's U.S. national team camps in Blaine, Minnesota, I think. Uh, I think that's where it is. Um, so, yeah, Minnesota is one of those. Toronto's a big one. A lot of the Toronto um, area players, a lot of the Canadian Olympians all kind of train and work together. Uh, there's one coach that has a ton of them. His name is Dan Noble. Uh, he's Mitch Marner's trainer. I think he has Anthony Sorelli as well. And what's kind of cool about Dan is like he just has them all together. It's not just like the women come at nine and then Marner comes at 10. Like they're all just there in the gym together, working together. And I know um, like Brian Jenner, Sarah Nurse, uh, Renata Fast, like some of the uh, players who signed in Toronto train with him. So yeah, there's there's definitely lots of hubs. I wouldn't say we're seeing like the biosteel camp stuff in the women's game yet. I think there was a CAA camp recently that a couple young, uh, one young women's player played in which i thought was pretty cool like ca had their kind of like young prospect camp and chloe primarano was there she's 16 year old stud in the women's game and she got invited so i'll be curious if we start seeing more like planned training camp type things like for BioSteel with the women's game but they there's definitely a lot of hubs where where the players train and trainers that they kind of flock to montreal is a big hub as well they all train at a rink in, in verdun it's a you know, an elite hockey player, like specific facility with, with a ton of good trainers there. Haley Salvian joins us from the athletic talking about course about the uh, professional women's hockey league. They've got uh, New York's the final team of the six to announce their uh, free, free agents. And they're going to have the draft. And then the season begins uh, in November. Haley, I think this is long time coming. Anybody who's been covering the, the women's game and watching even people who don't cover it kind of realize 
they needed one league. And now they have one. I think you're going to have all the best women in the world, most of them anyway, playing in the same league. I think this will only, I think this strengthens it internationally because now you should hopefully have some of Finland's best players and Sweden's best players and, you know, Czech, yeah. you know, Slovakia and the Czech Republic, all of their best player. If you had to guess, like, what do you think this is a percent? Like, how many Europeans are going to be playing this year in the league? Well, first, it's such a great point that you made, Jason. And I think it's something that like Haley Wickenheiser said this like over 10 years ago. Now there was like that can't there was that that hockey summit in 2010. And one of the things that came up during it was like, what are we going to do with women's hockey? Because we can't just keep having can in the US in the gold medal game. And Wickenheiser went up and said, like, we need to get everyone all in one place. Like we are everyone is going to be elevated once we're playing against each other all the time. If the Finnish players are trying to beat, you know, Kim St. Pierre on a daily basis, like we're all going to get better if we're playing against each other in a professional environment. And she said this over a decade ago. So it's a great point. And I think we're going to see the international game get better as everyone is playing in this environment consistently, because that's one of the things that make Canada and U.S. so much better than everyone else is they are playing in these kind of professional environments, even if it's not a league, it's the training camps, it's the um, access to the facilities and the training, et cetera. Um, So it's a great point. And I would say in terms of the Europeans, it's really unique because a lot of the top, top European players are already signed to play in the Swedish women's hockey league right now. So I think the question for a Yeni Hirokoski, who is like a legend in women's hockey, she's going to be in the hockey hall of fame for sure. She's played uh, like over 400 games for Finland. She's played like over almost 20 years now on the national team. Um, She set a ton of records. Like she's playing, she has a contract in Sweden right now. So like in that season starts in two weeks, they've already played preseason games. So Will she leave that team to come and play games in North America that don't start until January? Um, I don't know. I I think if I'm Yenny, I'm probably saying like I'm going to play out my contract here and then I'll I'll come over next season. Um, but I think we could have some pleasant surprises. There are some European players who um, were signed to play in the Premier Hockey Federation who did not sign in Europe and they're just kind of waiting to get drafted or sign in this new league. I think the best European player we're going to see in this league, and I think it's so exciting and so important that people in North America are going to get to know her a little bit more, is Alina Mueller. Um, She's from Switzerland. She just graduated from Northeastern, and she was a finalist for the National Player of the Year every single year that she played in college. Really great shot, unbelievable hands. She was an Olympian at 16 years old. So I think she's going to be someone, uh, like if you're Toronto with the number two pick, you got to take a good hard look at Alina Mueller. And if she falls to three, I don't see a world in which Boston's passing up on her because, again, she played at Northeastern. So that's kind of one of the big, big European players that I would look out for. In terms of like sheer numbers, I'm not sure yet because, again, a lot of them are under contract with with pro teams in Sweden. So if we don't see them this year, I think we could see them in the future. And that's just going to make the women's game at the international level even better. Awesome. Uh, Haley, thanks so much for your time. We really appreciate it. And uh, we'll get you on. It sounds like you've kind of got the draft already uh, planned out a bit. So we'll have to get you on as we get closer to the draft. Thanks so much for your time. I'm thinking about my mock drafts. Yeah, yeah I'm staring at spreadsheets all day trying <laughs> to figure it out. Nice. Awesome. That is uh, Haley Salvian joining us from the athletic. I think it's great for uh, Terry. Of course, you have a daughter. We'll talk about that uh, after the break. Mm-hmm. And just, you know what? She's an athlete. I, you know, this is a long time coming for, for women's sports. Uh, yeah, Nothing happens quickly sometimes in business. Uh, they had the two parties, the two leagues battling back and forth. And, you know, none of them had the, the wherewithal to just say, hey, is this actually better for the overall game? rather than just for ourselves. And thankfully, there is one league. Let's get to the uh, con man in a sports center update brought to you by BIE Engineering, specializing in all of your uh, structural engineering needs, whether it's a process of a rental or building your dream home, they can help you out. Go to BIEENG.com. Here's Connor Halley. 